Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the CC Radio Podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that will help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Abby, and Abby's had paranormal events all her life, and one particularly really, really terrifying encounter, and she wants to come on the show to discuss them. Abby, welcome to the program. Hi, Kate. Thanks for having me. I am very, very nervous about your story because even reading it scared the crap out of me, and I'm so thankful that you've come on the show to want, I guess, to basically share it with everyone else that's... um, that listens to it. So, do you mind walking us through this this absolutely terrifying encounter? Sure. Well, I'm uh, very nervous to tell you about it because I actually haven't told very many people about this at all. Um, I could probably count on one hand how many people I've told, and um, yeah, it wouldn't even fill up all the fingers. Um, I don't think I've even mentioned this to my husband, to be honest. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's it's not really something that I like to talk about and it's not really um, a, sort of an energy that I want to generate um, in my home. Um, but anyway, um, here we go. So this happened about, um, it was about 12 years ago now and uh, I was living in a very small coastal town, uh, so very, very small, and I was living in a um, a cottage um, I've always called it a one-bedroom cottage, but there was actually a little room attached, but it was hardly a bedroom. It was more like a study. Um, anyway, so um, I think from the first night that I lived there, I sort of noticed when I went to sleep, I mean, it's a bit weird, but I almost always sleep on my right side, that this was facing the wall. 
um, in this cottage and I felt really uncomfortable. The feeling, if I had to describe it, was I felt um, like there was eyes just boring into the back, into my back. And so I rolled over to my left to face the door and, um, yeah, I didn't really think anything of it. I just sort of dismissed it um, and that's just how I slept there. I just never had... I just never faced uh, the wall when I slept because it felt uncomfortable. And um, this this house is so old that it actually had an external bathroom and toilet. And um, I noticed that when I'd go down to use the bathroom, um, I'd hear footsteps inside and I'd sometimes hear things moving, um, like quite, quite, noisily, like to the degree that I actually thought that maybe, um, you know, one of my family members had popped in because they had, um, uh, they had keys to the house as well. And um, then when I come back inside, there'd be nobody there and nothing would have moved and nothing would have changed. And so I just sort of, I'm a very practical, logical person. I just wrote it off as um, you know, it's just an old house. It's just a house, you know, settling or whatever. Um, and you know, and so I just, I lived pretty happily and pretty comfortable in this in this little cottage by myself. Um, I had my brother's dog living with me at the time. He just couldn't, it couldn't live with him at the time. But I had, um, they'd newly renovated this cottage, so it had polished floors. So I couldn't let the dog sleep inside. He had to sleep outside. Uh, anyway, um, one morning, um, I got woken up to the sound of the key going into the lock. Uh, it had a deadbolt on the front door. And um, so I was lying sort of with my with my back facing the wall, sort of looking out towards the door. And this cottage was so small that from where I was actually sleeping, I could see the front door from my bed and um, so I was absolutely I was shitting myself Um, and I saw this door open and there was a man coming in and he he did have a key because his hand was up at the deadlock and um, he was a little bit taller than me and he looked quite stocky and muscular and um, he was wearing, originally I thought it was like a singlet but now that I think about it, it was more like a white muscle tee and um, some jeans. I didn't see what he had on his feet because from where I was lying I couldn't I couldn't see his feet um, and he had sort of a round mean face. Um, he was bald or balding with like a shaved head of what what was left and um, sort of a round round nose. He looked like he was in probably, I'd say, mid-40s, maybe maybe 50 or so. Um, and I just, I was just lying there just terrified. I thought, oh, my God, um, my house is getting broken into. And I remember thinking, um, you know how they always sort of say, oh, if your house ever gets broken into, they just want to take, they just want to steal your stuff. And it's when people wake up and disturb them that that's when they get hurt. 
Um, so that's sort of what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe if I just pretend that I'm asleep, this person will just take whatever they want and they'll leave me alone. Um, and, yeah, like I was just hoping that he wouldn't hurt me and he wouldn't rape me. Those, those were my thoughts. Um, so I saw sort of like I could see quite a lot because the um, light from outside, the street light was shining through the window. And um, I shut my eyes and I could hear his footsteps coming towards my bedroom. And uh, so I was just lying there pretending that I was asleep. I um, I remembered that I had my phone. My phone was under my pillow, but it was behind me. But I was thinking, okay, I've got that there. And I just lay there just for what felt like quite a long time, just pretending that I was asleep and just hoping like heck that this guy would just take whatever he wanted and leave me alone. Anyway, I um, eventually I didn't hear anything for ages. I hadn't heard him walk away, but I um, I thought maybe he's gone and he's going to leave me alone. And I opened my eyes and his face was about three inches in front of my face staring at me. Oh, wow, you're kidding. No, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying, and um, I went to scream, and my sort of my voice caught in my throat, and um, I uh, I just didn't know what to do. And he didn't do anything, but he just stared at me. And the way that he was staring at me, um, it was just with such pure hatred, like I've never experienced in my life. And um, I thought this guy wants to kill me. And uh, I, my mind was just going a million miles an hour. I was thinking, what do I do? What do I do? And he didn't do anything but stare at me. And I was sort of trying to think to myself, if I make a move or yell, is he going to grab me? Do you know what I mean? Like I was so scared stiff that I thought to myself, if I do something, will that initiate a response from him? Because right now he's just, scared, he's just staring at me. And um, we must have stared like this for, I think it was probably around a minute, um, which probably doesn't really sound like very long, but it felt like a lifetime of me just, yeah, just petrified, not knowing what to do and wondering if this person was going to hurt me. And then I blinked and when I opened my eyes again, he was gone. Wow, you're kidding. No. Everything else was exactly the same. The dog was in the back going off his nut like I've never heard in my life. And um, I jumped out of bed and I grabbed my... No, before I jumped out, I grabbed my phone from behind me and I went to dial triple zero. And then I kind of thought, what if he's still in the house? So I raced out the back door and I grabbed the dog and um, I brought him back inside and I locked the door. Now, that front door was now locked and I opened it up. There was no key in it. So the whole house was locked. And I got the dog in there and he was just like whimpering like nuts, like licking me and just all over me. Um, like, yeah, just like he was just really relieved that I was okay. And um, so I had the phone in my hand and I had triple zero dialed in and I went to dial it and then I just sort of took a hold of my senses and I kind of went what are you going to say 
like my whole house is locked. There's nobody in here. I could describe this person to a T, um, but I blinked and he was gone. I said, they're going to think I'm a freaking nutcase. And um, so I turned all the lights on in the house. Um, I, I brought the dog's bed in and I basically just sat in the lounge room until the sun came up. Anyway, um, I kept the dog in the house with me for about a week, I think. might have been longer. I really can't remember. It was a while ago. And, um, like, it's going to sound crazy, but I actually just continued on with my life. Um, I started to tell myself it was obviously just a dream. You know, um, there were a few things that I couldn't explain. I couldn't understand why... Yeah, I mean, like, all the lighting was the same in my dream as it was outside my dream. I couldn't understand what my dog was going off at. Um, but I thought to myself, there's no other real explanation for this. It's obviously just a dream. And I just got on with my life. And um, I I actually no longer felt those eyes boring into me when I went to sleep. And I also didn't hear anything in the house when I went out to the bathroom. So I was kind of thinking, great, this is over. This was all in my imagination, silly me, um, dog got to sleep inside for a week, lucky boy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I I just got on with my life. And, you know, it's like, you know, when you watch those movies and the person's like, you're just like, how could that person stay there? You know, <laughs> um, but I actually, in real life, you know, um, you just get on with life. And that's that's just what happened. I just went to work. I didn't tell anybody about this. I didn't think about it. And then about a month later, my friend calls me um, and uh, she calls me. Now, this friend, I should tell you, she's a little bit special. She um, she just knows things. She sees things. She hears things. Um, I'd, I, she wouldn't say it, but I'd say she's a little bit psychic. She seems to have some kind of a uh, some kind of a way of just seeing seeing and knowing things that um, is inexplicable. Anyway, she calls me up and she says, "Hey, how are you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Um, and she said, "I've I've been a bit worried about you, and I've been meaning to call you." And I said, oh, "Okay, what's up?" And you know, just that dream or whatever it was was the furthest thing from my mind. She says, I had this dream about you and she said there was this man in your house and my gut just absolutely dropped. I just felt ill straight away when she said that. And I said, what um, What do you mean? And she said, I had this dream. She said, it was about a month ago. Um, she said, this guy came into your house and he really wanted to hurt you. And, oh, sorry, I just got chills. And um, I said, can you describe him to me? And she said, um, he had on a white a white shirt, uh, jeans. He looked kind of stocky. Um, he had a bald head. He was middle-aged. And, like, she's saying all this, and my head was absolutely spinning. I felt physically ill. Um, 
and I, I couldn't speak for a little while. It, everything just came back to me. And um, anyway, um, yeah, she, like she noticed I was really quiet. And she was like, you okay? And I said, I thought that was just a dream. And I told her about what happened. And she said, well, she said, he's gone now. She said, I, in my dream, she said, I chased him around the house and told him to leave you alone and get out. And she said, he chased him with some sage. I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I didn't know that, you know, apparently sage is some, something that people use to get rid of spirits. I, yeah. Had, I'd never heard of that. But anyway, um, that's what she was saying. And, um, and she said, and, and yeah, I, I got rid of him. And I said, so did he used to live at the house? And um, and she said, no. She said he was never he was never human. Never and human. And I was just like, never. Yeah, she said he was never a person, never never a man, never a human. And I was just like, so what? What was it then? And she said, I don't know. She said, but it was really, really bad and really, really nasty. Wow, I just got chills. Yeah, it it was it was horrendous. Yeah. It was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Abby, that's a, that's a terrifying encounter. And, I mean, I, I had a, a bit of a warm-up. You emailed this to me. And even even knowing this story, that is still still so so bloody scary. I can't believe you lived through something like that. Um, I, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> First off, I definitely think your friend is psychic. Uh, there's there's just <laughs> way too many things that she's got going on to to tell yeah. me otherwise, and the the whole thing that this thing wasn't wasn't a person, wasn't human. That's that's the worst part of this whole story, I think, because I agree. It it makes me wonder if that was something really really bad, maybe something demonic, maybe something like that. Yeah, look, I I don't know because I um I've this may sound weird, but I actually just kind of didn't even really think about this for a very long time. I was just really glad that it's gone. But actually, since I emailed you, um, I I did sort of, I have sort of started to look into things a little bit. And the thing is, I mean, if it was, I'm not really a religious person. So, you know, angels and demons, that sort of language doesn't really speak to me. But from what I've sort of been looking into, if it were, you know, an, a demon, it would probably be much less, apparent and much less obviously threatening um, because the stories that I've been told is that, is that they'll kind of trick their way into your life and this this thing was just very obviously very threatening and it made absolutely no Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, it did not disguise at all that it wanted to hurt me. But yeah, interestingly, I had felt it staring at me before, but I'd never seen it. And I don't know what the difference was on that morning that I could see it. I wonder if, if it kind of, and this, this might be the most Aussie reasoning for this, but I wonder if it cracked the shits because you didn't give it the attention it wanted. (laughs) I have no idea. You, you might be right. Um, 
some of the things that I have kind of been uh, learning about, um, I've heard about, uh, you know, different different entities that are basically like a, a conglomeration of negativity and they try to, uh, and, and this is the feeling that I got from it. The feeling was like it wanted to get me. Um, it And it's, I think it was, the reason why it was looking at me the way it was looking at me was um, that it couldn't get to me. So uh, I, I personally feel as though I've got some protection around me and I can tell you all about that later if you want. But, um, it, yeah, and it was just like hating that it couldn't get at me. And I have heard about these really nasty entities that are basically just a mass of negative energy or worse and I've heard that they can become demonic if they get powerful enough, but if they latch onto somebody, they can have a really awful impact on their life, and their goal is to kill you. Their goal is to take your life. Oh, wow, that's not and good. No, no. Like, it, it, I mean, this probably all sounds very ridiculous to, you know, sensible people, and <laughs> I totally, I completely understand. And if I hadn't experienced it myself, I'd be just thinking, yeah, mate, really. But... <laughs> But yeah, that that is sort of what I've um, what I've been considering it it could be. Yeah, it's 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 kind of worrying because something that can take on a person. Uh, well, I guess the the appearance of a person, a man, that's that's worrying yeah, in itself. And I, you know, does that give this thing the the ability to go out there and interact with the with the wide world, not just yourself? Yeah. And this is why I don't really tell this story because I don't think that time is much of an issue for these sorts of things. But I do think that location is an issue. And um, so although it wasn't attached to that house, although it hadn't um, it hadn't lived before, I do think that there was something there was something about that location. Um, I. I actually did speak to somebody that lived in the house before me after this. And I just very casually kind of said, because this is a very, very small town, and I just very casually said, oh, did you notice anything weird when you were living in that house? And um, and they said, oh, they said, in the bedroom, I felt like I was being watched. Really? Yeah, and so it was kind of then to hear that. I mean, I didn't feel very good about it, <laughs> but it was kind of validating that I wasn't losing my mind. Um, but the way I feel about that place when I think about it is it feels as though um, there's like a, a, a the veil there between our world and whatever other world there is is thinner there. Um, that's sort of the impression that I get because at that house as well, although I had that awful experience, um, I also had a very positive experience where, um, and this was not long after the fact, and this is why I feel I might be a little bit protected. I actually had my father, who's deceased, come and, and talk to me for hours at that house, like literally came and sat on my bed and spoke to me and I could smell him. I could smell his aftershave and, um, yeah, and I've never had that experience. This was like 
probably nearly 10 years after he died and I've never had that experience since other than occasionally smelling him. Um, the aftershave, like there's a, a, um, a distinct scent. Um, and yeah, and that, at that house on that bed in that location, um, basically like I just got up to go to the toilet and I came back inside and lay back down. It was very early in the morning and um, I lay back down, went to go back to sleep and I, I smelt my father's aftershave and, um, uh, you know, and, and, and his scent and, yeah, and then I sort of, I woke up and I was just talking to him casually like, you know, like we used to chat just for hours and then um, the and sun started to come up and... Was there an apparition there? Like, could you actually see your father? It was, he was there, um, but he wasn't like in solid form. But when, like, when I, when I think back on it, like it was him sitting there. Um, but yeah, it's quite difficult to describe. Like he wasn't, he wasn't solid and it wasn't him. Like his, his human body and face. Um, but it was, it was like his spirit was there next to me and I, um, the way that he was letting me know was his smell and also his his voice. Like it wasn't clearly audible, but we were still having a conversation. It was sort of I could hear he had a very deep voice, and I could hear sort of like the the gravelly depth of his voice. But we were basically just talking in my head, which actually sounds really nuts now that I say it back. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all, not at all. I completely understand what you're trying to head. say there. Yeah, wow, that's. That's uh, that's so, amazing. Yeah, that hasn't happened. Like this was a long time after he died. It hasn't happened before. Then hasn't happened since. It only happened in that spot. Have you done any so research just, about that house at all? Uh no. Look, I haven't looked into the house. I I guess I just yeah. I didn't feel like it was the house. I just felt like it was that that spot. And when I was looking at those um entities that I was talking to you about, um. For them, it's not really the house, it's the land. So right, if that okay. house was like moved or if that house was moved or demolished or something, they'd still be there. They'd just be there and whatever they built next. wonder so, if it's yeah, built, built around any kind of sacred land or anything like that. Oh, who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely interesting because it's, it's not like the, the apparition that you saw was from a different era or anything like that. It, it no. actually sounds like it. It could just be anyone walking down the street. It looked like a bloke from the pub, to be honest. Yeah, like, and just, that's what it sounded you know, like. <laughs> that's why I thought that my house had been broken into. And, you know, oh, that's right. Like somebody actually suggested to me when I was telling them about this years later, and this is one of the things that I was like, you know, oh, yeah, maybe it was just my dream. Somebody mentioned um, sleep paralysis, and I kind of, I, I actually really latched onto that because I thought, yeah, that could explain so much. But then I was thinking, I mean, obviously it doesn't explain why my friend, uh, you know, saw the same thing, why the dog was going off. And it also doesn't explain why, you know, because sleep paralysis, a lot of people see demonic uh, entities. Um, I must be like the least imaginative person in the universe because <laughs> all I've seen is some bro- bloke from the pub trying to break into my house and maybe break me. Like, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's still... It still baffles me. I would love to think that it was just a dream, uh, but yeah, I don't feel very comfortable about it at all. Yeah. So, and that's that. That was actually one of my questions for you: is 
You you don't think it was a dream, do you? No. No, no, <laughs> no not at all. No, it was so real. No, no, it was real. What about this this creature was, well, I'm going to call it a creature because we don't know what it is. Yeah, I think you're right. Creature's relevant. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> do you, was he see-through or anything like that? Was he solid? He was 100% solid. Yeah, so you imagine opening your eyes and some weirdos in your bedroom, like three inches from your face. Yeah, he was solid. Wow. So if you if you had the opportunity, you could have reached out and grabbed this thing. Yeah, I wasn't touching him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, to be honest, like I've the only things that I have seen have been solid. Like I've never seen, you know, um like obviously when I was telling you about my dad, that was kind of his presence. Um, but yeah, any any things that I've actually seen, I've never really uh, I, don't, I don't like to use the word ghost, but I guess you call it a ghost or a spirit. They've been completely solid. So what do you think this thing that visited you was? Do you think it may have been something unworldly, something demonic, something spiritual? I think it was a, um, I, I guess it could have been a spirit. I think it was a really, really nasty spirit um, or um Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of, uh, someone mentioned something called an amalgamate or something like that that's like a bundle of negative energy. I suppose it could have been that. I don't know. I don't know what it was. And you've never encountered anything like that again after after that happened because it's it kind of like the house was cleared? Okay. I never encountered anything like that that had aggression towards me again. That, that house, whatever... Um, what it, it was gone from that location. I don't know if it was just that it couldn't come near me, um, but I have encountered something that felt a lot like it, actually only worse, but it wasn't directed at me. So for some reason it didn't strike as much fear in me. What was it directed at? Another person. Wow. And was yeah, this other person was... aware of that or were you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What, do you have time for another story, Kate? <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Okay. Um, so I um, I actually went to this person's house uh, for work as part of my job. Um, we um, uh, we got called to a lady uh, who had um, basically, we were just told that she had um, a head injury. She'd fallen, I think, was what we got called to. Uh, so we went we went into this house and um, the the partner that I was working with at the time, as we walk through the door, uh, like she's turned around to look at me and giving me this weird look. And when I walked through the door, I felt the exact same thing. This house was heavy, like the air felt really heavy and thick, and I felt quite thick. And she's turned around and looked at me and, like, given me this weird look, like, what? And I looked at her and I was just like, yeah, this this place feels weird. Keep going. So we walk through this house and out the back to this um, outside laundry area. And we had to squeeze past this big structure. It was like um, an aviary, but it had been built inside this, like, you, you, it wouldn't fit through any of the openings. So it had actually been built in there. 
but we had the squeeze past it. So I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is so weird. And we find this lady sort of almost uh, behind uh, this structure um, up against the wall next to another door. Um, uh, she had a skull fracture and we're trying to ascertain uh, a history and this lady said um, said she'd been thrown um, against the wall. Um, now, the only other person w- w- that was home was her grandson who was just a tiny little guy. And so we're, you know, and I said, where did you get thrown from? And she said the laundry base. And now that was across the room now, gosh, Two and a half, nearly three meters away. She and, got thrown um, that far. Yeah, but get this. So one of the things that um, we try to do is piece together the scene to understand the mechanism of injury. And I'm trying to find where this lady's substantial head injury has come from because you can always find, it's usually like you know the, the the corner of a table or something that they've hit the head on. You'll find blood and a bit of hair. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. It was, my my partner was um, attending to the patient um, and I'm looking and about a metre and a half above our heads, I see on the corner of the door, on the wall, a bit of uh, fresh blood and hair, a metre and a half. Wow. Up in the air. And anyway, like I didn't really have time to be thinking about this and, uh, you know, like we've got to, quite urgently attended this patient and get her out of here. Um, it was, you know, a, a little bit of a difficult extrication. So um, the fireys came in to help us um, scoop her out because obviously she had a skull fracture, potential C-spine injury. And as we're leaving, um, her grandson sort of, like we were trying to get a history from him and he just looked terrified um, he wasn't saying anything and it was quite frustrating. And then before we leave, he kind of like very meekly kind of asked the guys, oh, would you would you mind helping me move the birdcage back to where it was? And so I'm sort of witnessing this, like my, my partner had plenty of help at that stage. And I was like, where was it? And it had moved about like a 40 degree angle. And this thing took about four firefighters, like, big beefy guys to put it back in the place that he said it was and where it was actually made sense because you could walk through the doorway because I could not figure out this scene. I could not figure out why there was this massive structure obstructing this hallway and it wasn't a structure you could just move aside. Like it took four grown men and strong men to lift it. And um, yeah. And uh, so anyway, I just kind of, was trying to take this all in, but obviously, like, we had to prioritise looking after the patient. And um, we got up to hospital, did a handover, and um, later on when I tried to talk to my partner about it, she just would not talk to me about it. Why is that? She just... I think that she was afraid because um, I'd spoken to her about some things before and she was kind of open to talking about... Uh, you know, spirituality and things like that. And I think that whatever she felt and saw in that house, she was just too scared to even talk about it. She literally said to me, I'm not going to talk about that. Wow. So something's really shook her up. Yeah. Probably the same reason why people don't want to 
call you and talk about these experiences and the same reason why I don't like to tell this story. You know, you don't want to encourage these sorts of things or give them any energy. Um, so, yeah, that thing, that felt like that other thing. But I could deal with it better because it wasn't directed at me. That's genuinely terrifying. It, yeah, it was. And so this is what I'm talking about. Like, this thing never got its claws into me because um, otherwise I guess that could be the result. Like, this poor woman had been physically thrown. And it has it, this thing would have to be incredibly powerful from everything that you've told yeah. me. And that's the thing, like, so I'm sort of, you know, logical, practical me is kind of standing there thinking like, okay, unless, you know, some massive bodybuilder has um, come into this house to assault this granny for no apparent reason and throw her like a metre and a half up into the air, somehow simultaneously, you know, wrenching this massively heavy um, Avery across the room and then fled like it just doesn't make sense. That is a genuinely terrifying story. I've got I had goosebumps the entire time you're telling me that entire sequence of events. I could only imagine the terror that awful. would actually happen in that what was going on in that room. Yeah, it was pretty awful. But that that house it felt it felt bad. To be honest, if I didn't have to go in there, I wouldn't have it's just it just felt nasty. And do you think that might, may have been something similar to what you experienced? I feel like it was, yeah, but more more powerful, which is, yeah, why I feel very lucky to, yeah, to have gotten away from that. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're you're incredibly lucky there, Abby. It's if if this is something similar to what you encountered, I think you really got off incredibly lightly, and you're incredibly lucky to to still be around doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think I've got I think I've got a little bit of help to be honest. I do feel that I am yeah, I am protected um which is which is nice. Well, Abby, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing those encounters. They may have been some of the most terrifying ones that I've I've heard to date. I don't know how you lived through those and <laughs> <laughs> it's uh those they're just they're just really really terrifying. That's all I can say. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I'm okay. Life is good. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe. And you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.